good morning, my colleagues. Recording in progress. And uh, the department led by the minister and deputy minister and officials. We have the agenda before us. The first item, which is opening, welcome and purpose of the meeting. We are warmly welcome. Uh, colleagues and minister and your team. The purpose of this meeting <clears throat> is to get briefing from the department on their 2022-23 estrat plan, annual performance plan, and budget plans of the Department of Small Business Development. Uh, we are under pressure and so we started this meeting at 8 a.m., which is not our, um, our routine, it's because at 10 o'clock we've got other businesses. So by 10, we must be done. So I will now request the King to give us apologies if there are any, so that we quickly go to the business of the day. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, honorable members. Uh, good morning, uh, Deputy Minister. Uh, good morning, Tichi, uh, and colleagues from the department as well as from Parliament. Chairperson, the members that I have seen and admitted in the platform. It's a Honorable Inkosi Ultuli, Honorable Jacobs, Honorable Tenjane, Honorable Hendricks, Honorable Kruger, Honorable Zungola, Honorable April, Honorable Lubengo, and Honorable Tomelang. And then I've got an apology of uh, Honorable Mieni. And then also I've got an apology of... Uh, uh, the minister, which I received an apology indicating that uh, she is uh, writing exams. So those are the apologies that I have received, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you. Please note the apologies. Um, can I have a mover for the adoption of the agenda? Chairperson, I move for the adoption of, of the agenda. Any second, honorable members? Thank you, honorable, honorable April. Thank you, honorable April, for seconding the agenda. We'll now move to the next item. I will invite the DM to greet us and usher his team to give us a briefing. Honorable Deputy Minister Lamin. Good morning, Chairperson, and thank you. Uh, and honourable members, indeed, Chairperson, uh, we having today as an important day, working and moving forward. Uh, I am quite happy that I'm joining this meeting, and indeed, uh, the minister has left the responsibility that I lead the team that is here 
of course, with the DG and other members of the department and our officials and all the best in the discussion. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, DM. I will now request the DG to give us a briefing. Morning, Chair. Uh, honorable members, but I thought I should just show the camera so just to assure that it's not a robot that is talking. Thank you very much for the opportunity, DM. Uh, uh, I will project uh, the presentation. If you can assist, Mr. King. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. King. Um, just uh, thank you again, ten honourable members. I will try and and save time. We have around about fifty three slides. Um, I will try my level best to make sure that I don't spend too much time on one slide. This is just an outline. Uh, the purpose is to brief the portfolio committee on small business development on the revised strategic plan 2020-25 as well as our 2022-23 APP. Chair, our mandate is still informed by these relevant legislations. Um, the Businesses Act, which was transferred in 2020-21, National Small Enterprise Act, Industrial Development Act, which is, which is only Section 3D, uh, which talks to CIFA. Cooperatives Development Act, the policy, as well as the Amendment Act. Um, these are the uh, policies that also guide our mandate, which is the NTP, the Medium Term Strategic Framework. We are showing the chair what we are uh, responsible for or we are contributing to in, under priority two of the Medium Term Strategic Framework, as well as the Integrated Strategy on the promotion of entrepreneurship and small enterprises. And then the integrated strategy on the development and promotion of cooperatives, as well as the national informal business upliftment strategy, which informs our interventions when it comes to informal uh, businesses. Chair, the aim, vision, and mission has not changed. We're still um, leading and coordinating this integrated approach. We always emphasize on the leading and coordinating because we are acutely aware that we are not the only ones uh, who are responsible for the support and development of small businesses and cooperatives, but we are responsible for leading and ensuring that we do provide the guidance, leadership uh, in the space. Chair, just a quick update on the economic uh, situational analysis. The economic environment, I think we're all aware of the challenges that uh, the whole world is facing uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic that is still continuing and we advise that we'll be uh, getting into fifth wave uh, this coming month. Um, so those things, they do influence in terms of the economic growth as well as uh, what interventions we, we can introduce as a department. There's still uncertainty uh, in the social and economic environment. We've seen 
the rising energy prices and supply disruptions. Growth, unfortunately, as a country, we are not expected to grow that much in this year. It's around 1.7 and 1.8 in 2023, and then 2% in 2024, which is really not helpful for us in addressing um, employment creation. We've seen uh, the South African Reserve Bank increasing the monetary, the, 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 the interest rate, the repo rate. Uh, so far, it has increased by 50 basis points, and we are told that there will be more increases because the inflation has uh, uh, is closer to the upward uh, bound. We also seeing the chair, uh, the fiscal policy. Unfortunately, the budget is very tight, and we don't have a lot of uh, money to maneuver. Here, chair, we just showing uh, that unfortunately, South Africa is also expected not to grow that much. Even in 2023, in, uh, 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 we know that we are below 2% this year, 2022. 2023, uh, we'll be uh, going down to 1.4%. We can see when you compare, do a competitive analysis there, that we are quite um, lower than the other countries, uh, even the sub-Saharan Africa, we are far, far below which is, does not occur well for us uh, in terms of the interventions that we are introducing. But it also calls for us, especially in government and business, to work closely together in driving the economy. In terms of the priorities, uh, we're not going to talk about everything that we'll be doing, but we're just uh, highlighting the priorities. The Township and Rural Entrepreneurship Program, which is one of the key programs introduced during the sixth administration, which is targeted towards those enterprises that are based in township and rural areas. So we'll accelerate its implementation. We know that we have not performed that well, but this year we've um, introduced uh, new things, including the increasing of the amount uh, that is available so that we are able to even undertake light manufacturing in the township and rural areas. In terms of uh, creating an enabling environment, which is the core business of government, uh, we are in the process of uh, uh, dealing with the issue of the National Small Enterprise Act, where we have to introduce this Small Enterprise Ombud Service Bill uh, through Cabinet. This has been ongoing for quite some time, but uh, this year, last year, last financial year, in fact, we had some uh, developments uh, where when we are about uh, to submit, we are informed by the Office of the Chief State Law Advisor, and they referred us to the Office of the Chief State of the state attorney, because they picked up that one of the clauses uh, is unconstitutional, and they've uh, asked us uh, to revise that section. It had nothing to do with the Ombuds Service Bill, uh, but it had to do with the powers uh, that are vested in the minister, where they argued that it can the minister cannot cannot change the actual act. Like he can change the the regulations. Uh, or the guidelines, but not the as, as a particular uh, clause in the bill. So we are finalizing that uh, with our the state attorney so that they can guide us on how we can just amend that clause so that we are able to take the bill through parliament. Businesses Act, I think the president also spoke about this act, which is very critical in the uh, regulation of businesses. We are reviewing that. We are doing comprehensive uh, reviews on this one. Uh, because it's a, it's a very critical instrument. It assists in terms of lowering the barriers to entry. SMME and cooperatives funding policy, this policy has been uh, in, in development for quite some time. 
uh, we had to go and do further consultations and we've done those consultations we'll be taking it through relevant uh, structures up until cabinet because we want it also to be a national policy rather than our policy as a department red tape reduction we're continuing with this intervention as it is critical for us to reduce a red tape in in, in especially in the municipal uh, space localization policy framework we are continuing with the implementation of this uh, critical intervention in trying to make sure that we are able to boost uh, the manufacturing capacity especially of small businesses small enterprise manufacturing program which is an instrument uh, that we are using to implement our localization policy also uh, facilitate and ensure the increase in number of competitive small businesses and cooperatives here we are ensuring that the businesses that are really assisting us with economic growth and uh, job creation are supported Chair, this is a continuation of the key areas that we are driving. A new challenge fund, which was launched in November last year, product markets, which is more about providing business infrastructure uh, in 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 in, in uh, uh, township and rural areas in particular. Sustainability of SMEs and corporates. This is an intervention chair on business viability, where we are ensuring that those businesses that need to adjust their processes adjust. Their ways of working, we even have a partnership here with Productivity South Africa to us so that we are able to assist businesses to adjust the way they do business and increase productivity. Establish and report on the number of and performance of incubation centers here. Uh, here we are doing uh, the work. I'm sure honorable members saw that CEDA uh, next year they are uh, targeting 27 uh, incubators, which is a big jump. And uh, it shows that we really want to have the infrastructure, especially in the township and rural areas. Assisting uh, our SMEs to also do business through e-commerce platform. I know that COVID taught us some very, very uh, critical lessons that we need to make sure that our small businesses are also able to use uh, the platforms uh, to do business rather than relying on physical uh, conduct uh, all the time. This is a target uh, on uh, ensuring that we do spread the support, ensuring that 40% of the support goes to women-owned enterprises, 30% youth-owned, as well as 7% to persons with disabilities. And then on under administration-related matters, the finalization of the organization structure, just to indicate uh, to, to, to the uh, chairperson and other members that uh, since the, meet, the, the meeting that uh, uh, we had, DPSA presenting to the PC. There has been a lot of uh, interactions and engagements. There was a meeting which involved the political principles of the two departments to move and make sure that we finalize uh, the organizational structure. So we are hopeful Chair, that uh, within a couple of weeks, we should be having a structure uh, as a department. Then the major, uh, we know that the, the, uh, the cabinet has given us permission to proceed and, and ensure that we finalize this, but um, include the process of developing the relevant legislation to assist us with this process, and they extended the, pro the, the period to 20 months, so we have an, up until the end of December uh, 2023. Chair, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this slide, but just here we are showing the alignment between the RRP, Economic Reconstruction and Recovery uh, Program, as well as uh, the departmental outcomes, the departmental indicators, just to show that we are aligned to also reporting uh, to, um, uh, to the president on these areas. 
that we are responsible. So it's all the work that we are doing as a department uh, in this space. And on this one, uh, it's a continuation of the previous one where we also showing uh, um, this one, we're just showing here the direct links between our work as a department as well as the medium-term strategic framework. These are the targets that we are responsible for in the MTSF as a department, or we are leading uh, as a department. Uh, I've spoken to the localization policy framework. We do have incubation centers. We also have chair uh, the master plans uh, that we also have one master plan that we are driving as a department, this national uh, small enterprise uh, uh, development uh, master plan, incubation centers, youth-owned businesses, uh, as well as the SME and cooperatives funding policy. Chair, on this one, we are also showing here the indirect links where we are not as a department leading, but we are assisting uh, by contributing to the work that is led by other uh, government departments. Uh, the first one, which is led by National Treasury, the next one is led by Department of Agriculture uh, and Land Reform and, and Rural Development. Then uh, the alignment with the National Annual Strategic Plan, uh, which is the plan of the whole of government, that's our contribution uh, in, in, in the work that uh, we are doing um, as, as, as a department. This is uh, the revised uh, strategic uh, plan uh, that we have uh, developed. Sorry. Um, this um, is the work that we are doing just to show that uh, we have our own uh, uh, outcome indicators. The outcomes there on the first slide, first uh, block, increased participation of SMEs and cooperatives in domestic and international markets. Those are all the outcome indicators. Those are the targets on the far right, uh, where we have a thousand products and services produced and rendered by SMEs and cooperatives listed. Uh, we have the policy framework, localization policy framework, uh, business infrastructure. Uh, we have a target of 20 over this uh, five-year period. 1,000 SMEs exposed to international market opportunities through e-commerce platforms. Uh, 10,000 women-owned business registered in international platforms, as well as the International Small Enterprise Development Master Plan uh, that we are close to, to finalizing. Um, the incubation assessment, uh, we always say it's important for us to always go back and check whether the investment that we are making through these incubation centers uh, is really yielding results. We can talk about just the numbers that we have established so many incubators, but the impact of these incubators is quite critical. SME support plan aligned with the district development model, just to indicate that we are fully aligned to the district development model, and then we have developed SME support plan, which guide us in terms of the targets that we need to have per district. SME and cooperatives funding policy, 10,000 youth business startups supported by ANAM, which is the work that we are executing uh, with the support of the agencies. 100,000 cooperatives, small business and cooperatives supported. We're also driving this target, even though it's supposed to be a target of the whole of government, it's mostly us as a portfolio who are reporting on this one. It's, it's difficult to get uh, the numbers from other government departments. 100,000 township and rural enterprises supported. This is the project that we are driving as a department. And then lastly, there is the implementation of National Small Enterprise, especially the implementation of the Ombuds uh, Office uh, that we need to establish and make sure that it's implemented in, uh, as soon as, as, as possible. Again, under administration here, we want to maintain and, and make sure that we 
get an unqualified audit opinion uh, for financial as well as non-financial performance, but also 100% uh, of valid creditors paid within 30 days. SME incorporated database business processes designed and implemented. We are gradually uh, getting somewhere with the SME database, which is a critical platform for us to enable our SMEs to access support, but also to make their lives easy by cutting down red tape. For example, ensuring that they store their information once and then they they only update the information that needs to be updated uh, annually, like uh, the tax clearance certificates, uh, their annual returns, the CIPC, etc. But uh, this database, Chair, uh, we will show uh, in this uh, APP what we're planning to do to grow it and make sure that it becomes a true platform for SMEs. Action plan on ease of doing business, ratings in districts, municipalities, uh, red tape reduction, I think it's a critical area that we continue to do work on. Chair, I will try and, 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 and run with uh, a little bit of speed here. We have program one, um, which is normally the, the administration, the ministry, departmental management, corporate management, as well as financial management. Okay, I'll only talk to the, 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 the 2022. We are just showing there uh, what uh, we've been doing over the period. Um, you see under 22, 23, um, we've separated those two. One, the outcome on non-financial performance information because it's also critical. We are targeting um, a clean audit. Uh, we want to make sure that our reports and the evidence that is normally submitted when AG comes through they are able to find credible uh, information. Unqualified audit count, annual financial statements. Uh, we are also targeting to make sure that um, we don't get any findings uh, under annual financial statements. 100% uh, payment of creditors, I've spoken to this one, that we need to pay uh, within 30 days and make sure that no valid uh, credit uh, creditors uh, are not paid on time. 5% variance on annual budget, we need to have at least less than 5%. We cannot afford, uh, given the current situation we are facing as a country, to have money going back to Treasury. We need to invest money to the SMMEs. Uh, so that's the target that at least we must uh, uh, maintain this uh, less than 5% variance. 10% vacancy rate in funded permanent posts because we do need capacity. And uh, with the new structure coming up, it's going to be a very steep, stiff target uh, to, to achieve because the numbers are going to increase as well as the budget uh, for COE. So uh, I think that when we represent on the financial uh, uh, report, uh, the acting CFO will touch on that. 50%, we need to always maintain uh, the target. Uh, we've dropped a little bit because of a number of resignations as well uh, under SMS level. Uh, we have to make sure that we always have more than 50% female representation at an SMS level. 4.2% representation. We are increasing this target because we are targeting 7%, uh, which is the MTSF target. Last year, it was 2021-22, uh, it was 3.2%. Uh, this year, we are targeting 4.2% so that we do get uh, persons with disabilities uh, gainfully employed in the department. Chair, here we see that there is also a drastic increase in the um, public engagements because we want to be out there uh, with the minister and PM uh, leading. Uh, they are really pushing in terms of ensuring that we get closer to the people that we are serving. 
from the 24 that we had targeted for 2021, uh, financial year, we are now targeting 70 for 22, 23. Financial year uh, gradually increasing because we really want to be out there and be closer to the people who are serving. SMME database, as I indicated earlier, uh, we were going, uh, we are adding uh, another dimension in this SMME database, this SMME business index to identify levels of readiness uh, and capability of small enterprises implemented, ensuring that we are able to measure, you know, the, the performance of these businesses over time. Um, we're also uh, targeting to have uh, this credit scoring and rating system uh, also integrated into the system. So these are a little bit uh, stiff target, but we are pushing that we are able to deliver on this by the end of the year because it does assist when it comes to access to finance uh, for small businesses. And then the other years, the outer years, 23, we're also uh, looking at also integrating the issue of business licensing and centralized premise system uh, integrated into the system. Okay, under program two, which is sector and market development, this is a branch that uh, assists us in ensuring that our SMEs do have access to market, but also we do research under this branch, ease of doing business, uh, as well as uh, ensuring that in the sector, we do get business intelligence at the sectoral level, uh, so that whatever SMEs are doing in the space, they do get good information that is critical to assist them to go forward. Okay. We are increasing, uh, again, the targets here. You see that uh, under women-owned enterprises linked uh, to international platforms in particular, uh, we increased the target to 2.5 uh, for 2022-23. Um, we also uh, have 250 this year for those uh, businesses in general that are linked to a domestic market. This is part of the localization um, a program that we are driving. We also have a target for general SMEs now uh, 250 linked to global uh, market opportunities. Business infrastructure, this year we are targeting to have six uh, business infrastructure um, a link, uh, developed for small businesses. But here we are looking not just at building new, we target the existing infrastructure so that we are able to spread uh, the liquid money that we have and cover as many businesses as possible. So we have a target of six uh, this year, um, growing to seven the, in 2023-24. Then incubation program, Chair, uh, as I indicated earlier, we need to really monitor because this, prog this target in particular is implemented through CEDA. So as a department, we need to play our role in ensuring that we do monitor uh, uh, biannually. Uh, the performance of these businesses that are incubated, but also the performance of the incubator itself um, and make sure that the investment, because it's, there's quite a lot of money that the department uh, invests uh, in, in the incubators. Then the amendment bill, uh, as I indicated earlier, these, the businesses amendment bill, uh, we have already started this work. We need to make sure that we deliver on this, but it also depends on the consultations because we have to really consult uh, because currently the licenses are dealt with at a provincial level as well as municipal level. So there's quite a lot of stakeholders who are interested in the space. We'll push and make sure that we deliver on this uh, bill uh, within this uh, financial year. Under development finance, uh, Chair, this is one of the critical uh, branches that assist us in ensuring that we do expand access 
uh, to finance uh, for for small businesses. Here, uh, Chair, the first target is the finalization of the SME and cooperative funding policy that I've spoken uh, to uh, earlier. We want to make sure that uh, we deliver on this target because the consultation that we've undertaken, we also want to take this uh, to cabinet so that it becomes a national policy because we still find differences in the way we offer support to small businesses in particular. There is quite a lot of money that is invested by the state which goes to different government departments, but we are not speaking the same language with other government departments. So the policy is critical in ensuring that we all move in the same direction, but we also build capacity for small businesses to access finance outside of government. We have a target of 200 cooperatives supported financially and non-financially. We are delivering this target uh, through CIFA. Uh, because the money has been uh, redirected uh, to, to CIFA. So we'll be monitoring this target closely, uh, uh, working uh, with the entity, because we do have some challenges in the cooperative space where we don't really find credible um, uh, enterprises to support. 20,000 township and rural enterprises supported financially and non-financially. Again, this target chair, we are delivering it through CIFA. Uh, so we'll be working closely with them because we need to assist them uh, where there are challenges, uh, where they need uh, policy intervention, also to intervene as a department, but it is a target that we deliver through uh, a CIFA uh, main. Chair, we also have a program that deals directly with uh, crafters. Uh, we offer, well, we deliver this intervention through provincial entities, and we are targeting to increase uh, to 900 this year. It's one of those uh, programs that we work closely uh, with uh, uh, the provincial entities like uh, MECA in Pumalanga. We work uh, with uh, um, TIKZN in KZN. We work with all these entities, but it's targeted at those people who are involved in the craft space. Uh, it's mostly, you know, targets those uh, uh, women-owned enterprises. Most of them are based in rural areas. We also have a target of 10,000 startup youth businesses, which we are delivering through uh, our entities. Uh, this is the target that we are given uh, by the president to make sure that we get as many young people starting and, and running businesses. Consulted report on the 25,000 competitive SMMEs. This is an MTSF target where we are expected to report on the businesses that are supported. Uh, I indicated earlier that this target is supposed to be driven by the whole of government, but it's a challenge to get information from other stakeholders who are implementing uh, support intervention on essence and cooperatives. But we are doing it as a portfolio and ensuring that at least we are able to deliver from our side. The last program, Chair, is Program 4, which is an enterprise development, uh, which deals mostly with the promotion of an ecosystem that enhances entrepreneurship and the establishment growth and sustainability of small business and cooperatives. We do have those three programs, supply development, enterprise development. That's where uh, the interventions that are delivered by small enterprise development agency are managed. We do have a master plan chair of which it was approved by cabinet uh, for, for gazetting. Um, we were pushed uh, by cabinet to make sure that we finalize this as soon as possible. So. Uh, the consultation period or the period uh, for people to submit comments will be limited to 30 days to make sure that we get this done, approved, and signed off. 
we've increased the number of municipalities that we're targeting for red tape reduction uh, awareness programs, uh, targeting 20 uh, this year and going to 30 in 2023 and 40 in 2024-25. Then the other new prog uh, intervention that we've introduced, uh, Chair, uh, it also it, it is informed by um, uh, the guidance provided by the President during the State of the Nation address that there are quite a number of regulatory impediments out there that are really limiting you know, the success of small businesses. So we need to do this and assess all legislation. It doesn't matter whether it's legislation is residing with um, a province, uh, other government departments, we need to review everything that really impedes uh, the performance of, of SMMEs. So we are doing this, we are going to deliver this uh, this year. We are also planning to take this to cabinet because other legislations, uh, you, you struggle when you negotiate directly with other government departments. We have to, uh, it has to go to cabinet so that the cabinet can also note that these are the impediments and what we need to do uh, with those. So there will be recommendations in terms of what needs to be done to make sure that these uh, regulatory impediments are dealt with and we have a flourishing uh, small businesses. Chair, with your permission, I'll just request uh, the acting CFO to take us through uh, the MTKF uh, budget and we'll be drawing to, uh, towards a close check. Uh, Mr. Matova. <coughs> um, <coughs> thank you, DJ. Uh, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Members, uh, DM. Uh, good morning, colleagues. I will uh, quickly take you through the um, uh, budget allocation over the MTF, starting with the first slide here. On this slide, uh, Chairperson, it is representing uh, the allocation of the department over the MTF uh, period, which is 2022-23 uh, until 2024-25. Uh, so the department has been allocated a total budget of 7.8 billion, of which 410.1 billion or 5.25% is going to program one, which is administration. Program two has been allocated 416 um, million, which is 5.32%. Um, uh, program three, development finance. They are sitting at a uh, 52.64%. Uh, this is where the bulk of our, our budget is um, uh, located. And lastly, Enterprise Development Program 4 is sitting at 36.79% or 2.87 billion. Um, when we look at the allocation per economic uh, classification, uh, the department um, has been allocated 657 um, a million uh, to compensation of employees. Um, I must indicate, Chairperson, that this amount has been increased by 162 um, million over MTF. This is after we had done a prioritization process at the department, uh, looking at the fact that we wanted our structure to be increased so that we can be able to deliver to the mandate. But uh, National Treasury indicated that there are no additional resources in the fiscal head. Hence, we had to reprioritize from other areas so that we can have um, our structure hopefully approved um, sometime as soon this year. On goods and services, we are sitting at 191.2 uh, million. And then payment for capital assets, we are sitting at 14.8 
uh, million. And then lastly, on transfer uh, transfers and subsidies, uh, this is where the allocation to our agencies as well as, well as uh, the allocation to our different um, intervention is, is located. Um, and the, as you can see, we are sitting at 88.9% um, or 6.9 billion over MTF. Next slide, please. Um, the, the following slide just shows uh, the budget split of um, a, of uh, um, the, the allocation to our different programs or our different interventions as well as, well as transfer to the agencies. I must say, Chairperson, that this um, amount which is captured here of a total of 6.9 billion excludes a total of 792.8 million which is an allocation that goes to CIFA for its operations. This allocation, it is still allocated or it is still received through the DTIC, um, uh, the DTIC. And then um, the amount that is currently captured here, of which the first one is uh, the allocation that goes to the Township and Rural Entrepreneurship Fund, uh, they have been allocated a total of 2.9 billion. This amount goes directly to um, the intervention. There is no administrative um, fees or operational expenditure involved here. This is, 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 is the fund that is um, currently administered or dispersed uh, through CIFA. And then the allocation that goes to CEDA is a total of 2.7 billion. Uh, this goes to different uh, programs as well as operational expenditure, which is your COE, goods and services, and um, capital um, uh, spending. We have the third um, program, which is a blended finance, which uh, uh, this as well we are rolling out through CIFA. They have been allocated um, a total of 827.3 million over MTEF. Um, CDSP, uh, this as well, percent is uh, being implemented um, in a partnership with uh, CIFA, and they have been um, allocated a total of 218.7 uh, million over MTF product markets. Uh, DG has already touched on this, um, and this is one of those interventions that we are uh, managing internally. Uh, they have been allocated a total of 254.6 million. Um, looking at the projected expenditure over MTF, uh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, we can move to the next one. Yes, thank you. Um, looking at the projected expenditure over MTF, um, on composition of employees um, for, for the past uh, three financial years, uh, for yeah, 2018-19 until 2021-22, uh, the average spending was 90.9, and the average budget growth over MTEF, we are looking at 16.1%. This is largely due to the prioritization that we did as a department. On goods and services, we have been spending at an average of 958 and the average budget did a reduction. Um, this is where we moved, of course, some funds from goods and services to COE. Hence, we have a, a, an average a, a reduction of 6.1%. And moving on to capital assets, we have been spending at an average of 88.7%, and the average budget growth um, over MTF is 4.9%. Uh, Next slide, please. 
Um, on this slide, uh, Chair, we are just showing, uh, this is just a graphical um, presentation of how um, our budget, our allocation has been since 2018-19. And as you can see, in 2018-19, we were sitting at 1.2 billion. This was largely the budget or the allocation that we received um, at the beginning of uh, the department. Uh, it came from the DTIC. It was, uh, I think, like around 95% or 90% of it came from the DJIC. Then there was a little bit of allocation that we received from um, National Treasury. And then as we move along to 2021-22, this is where our allocation was at an all-time high, where we were sitting at 2.4 billion. But that was followed by um, budget cuts, which were not expected. Those budget cuts resulted in the department's allocation being reduced to 2.3 billion in 2022-23, uh, 2.282 billion in 2023-24, and then a 2.24 um, in 2020-21. Um, sorry, 2.367 billion in 2024-25. Next slide, please. Um, DSPD chairperson is not a, a, a revenue um, generating department. And as a result, the only revenue that we expect uh, comes from uh, the parking uh, for officials that we, we, we do collect, I think, um, a little bit of revenue there, as well as the administrative cost that we charge um, uh, third parties when we implement transactions on their behalf. I'm talking things like uh, instating Ganeshi orders, uh, deductions for life policies, and so forth. So uh, as you can see, on in 2019-20, in, in uh, our revenue was sitting at 233 um, million, but that was largely due to a total of 23 million, which was an amount that was sitting with the CEDA, uh, which they had hoped that they would retain it as they had other projects that they wanted to finalize, but their application was uh, not approved and they had to pay the money back to the revenue fund. But because it was paid late and in a different financial year, it cannot just be taken back to National Treasury, it had to be recognized as if it's revenue. Hence, we do have that overshooting of uh, 23 million. Over MTEF, we, um, uh, we are projecting to collect just between um, 100 and 130,000 per annum. Uh, we can move to the next slide. Um, on this slide, Chair, we are just uh, showing our challenge um, areas where we have serious or financial uh, budget shortfall, um, of which the first one or the first uh, intervention or the first program, which is severely underfunded, is the program that uh, the DJ spoke to, where we had we have a target of um, ten thousand. Uh, startup youth businesses that we need to support financially and non-financially. Uh, the budget required to deliver to this target is a total of 821 million um, over MTF. Uh, but through our internal prioritization, we uh, we were only able to secure 91.3 million. This was after we have discontinued the CEDA Gazelle's uh, programs and took that funding and we reprioritized or we redirected it 
towards the youth uh, startup. So as we speak, we do have a total shortfall of 759.7, but Chairperson, this is an ongoing exercise. As and when we find additional uh, or savings anywhere in the department, this is our priority areas. We always ask National Treasury for an approval to redirect any savings to this um, um, program. The second one, we do have a program, um, a project or a responsibility to finalize the measure between CEDA, CIFA and CPTA. This uh, project will require an amount of 6 million. It was not budgeted for, but uh, it is our responsibility as a department to see that this is done. So we will find money somewhere in the department to make sure that this is delivered to. And then lastly, uh, we want to establish um, the small enterprise Ombuds services. Uh, this um, will uh, require a total of 47.1 million over MTF and this initiative is not funded. Uh, so it is uh, those areas that we require funding if, if it can be provided. And then the implications of national treasury budget reductions, uh, we find ourselves where we have to scale down on some of the interventions um, and that will have a serious impact on the MTFSF targets and minister's performance agreement. The organizational structure might not be adequately resourced. Uh, as I indicated, we had to move funds from other areas in order to make sure that there is a sufficient uh, financial resources on COE. Goods and services further reductions must, might impact on operations because we are targeting goods and services as and when there are needs, we always reduce our goods and services allocation. Uh, next slide, please. Um, okay, I think that was the last slide. Thank you, Chairperson. It's uh, back to you, DJ. No, thanks, Shumani. Uh, Chair, with, this is the last slide where we are recommending that the Portfolio Committee adopts the 2022-23 annual performance plan of the Department uh, of Small Business Development. Thank you very much, uh, Chair and members. Thank you, DG and your team. Honorable members, here we are. I believe we're noting we can input we can make some input in this presentation. I'm now inviting you, honorable members, to take part. King, you will assist me to identify hands. Yes, thank you, Chairperson. We have uh, Honorable Kruka. Yes. Honorable Hendricks. Yes. Uh, Honorable April. Mm. Honorable Mtenjani. Mm. That order. Those are Honorable, so Honorable Kruger. Honorable, oh, then, uh, Honorable Matulelo. Okay. Honorable Kruger, the stage is yours. Yes, thank you, Madam um, Chair. Um, and I will be very brief. Um, and I want to thank the department for the very informative presentation. Um, I think it's, it's new for us to see um, very in, innovative um, uh, items on the um, 
way forward um, and are very exciting. Maybe small business department is going to work for for all our people that sit without work and sit at home. Secondly, Madam Chair, I'm also very excited to see so many items about red tape and red tape reduction. Um, it seems like um, the penny has dropped and that red tape is for once um, going to be addressed. Um, however, I got a, I'm very concerned about the mandate of um, Mr. Zidankosi, I think, um, in the president's office. Um, and maybe we're going to have some sort of overlapping here. So I think uh, the DG and um, the president's office must just sit down and see who's going to do what. Otherwise, the, the ball is going to fall again. Manche, uh, on the, the LED um, strategy and uh, the department that's going to work close to LED. You know, LED um, for many years, and, and I think it's at the moment it's the same um, as the past. The LED is the scrapyard of has been um, politicians, and that's a big problem. So we need to get um, fresh people um, running LED politicians that that been political heads of LED so that we can take it forward. Because as I say, um, and I can give you many, many examples, that the LED department is a part of, of has been, um, have been politicians. Uh, so we must just look at that. And then at page 42, uh, the DG talks about a mapping exercise of uh, existing uh, legislation and regulatory measures and what, what, what uh, that no normally introduce red tape. Uh, Madam Chair, I think this is also an overlapping exercise. I don't think this is the mandate of small business department. I think it's a, small, it's a mandate of the department if, of evaluation and monitoring. Um, if you look at their mandate, you will see that's exactly what they must do. And that is exactly what I should do. And that is exactly what I should have done in the past. So maybe we must just go to the department and, and wake a few officials up there so that um, the, uh, the Department of Evaluation and uh, Monitoring is doing their job. The problem with uh, the Department of Evaluation and Monitoring is it fall under administration, the, 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 you know, under the administration committee. And um, so maybe we need to have a committee just on um, the part, just to monitor and oversee the, the Department of Evaluation and Monitoring. But um, I think from, from our um, perspective and from small business, um, we can add that as a recommendation that we propose that there is an ad hoc committee that can politically oversee the Department of Evaluation and Monitoring because that, that, they never sit because um, administration got their own problems. 
So um, I want to add in a, a recommendation that um, we as committee recommendation, make a recommendation that there's an ad hoc committee that can oversee the Department of Evaluation and Monitoring so that we can map all this um, um, legislation, um, regulations, uh, regulations and um, all, all these regulatory um, measures that are actually um, shooting small business in the foot. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Honorable um, Hendricks. Uh, good morning. Sorry, sorry Chair. Huh? Sorry, Chair, before she continues, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, Honorable uh, Hendricks. We have been advised that the meeting is is being streamed in the live. So the members are requested that when they are talking to switch their cameras on. Thank you, Chair. Just when they are talking. That's a bit late, Madam Chair. That's a bit late. We should have known this long before. Um, This is very, very late. And I think um, this is disrespectful to our members as well. Yeah. I apologize on behalf of the secretary. I don't know when were they informed you are right. It's late because even when the the department was presenting, they were supposed to be be live. But I think in future we'll correct that. I agree with you, uh, Honorable uh, Kroger. It's good to ventilate your concern. I'm now inviting Honorable Hendricks. However, those who are able uh, to switch on their cameras where network is not traveling them, they may do so. Honorable Hendricks, the, st- the stage is yours. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, network, I'm very concerned about it. So my apologies. Uh, Honorable Chair, um, the, we're very happy to hear that by December, the integration between CEDA and CIFA would have been completed. And I hope that 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 is the first step to integrate CEDA into the Department of Small Business. We can't have, uh, you know, the Department of Small Business get an agency to do all the work and 38% of the budget goes to that agency. Uh, There's just, that is too much duplication and that's why we've made very little progress over the years. I've noticed that uh, uh, Honorable Kruger is very impressed with the progress made with uh, red tape uh, deduction in municipalities, reduction in municipalities. <laughs> uh, however, you know, I, I don't share his uh, optimism. We have 3,000 municipalities. <clears throat> you can't come to this uh, portfolio committee and say we're going to sort out 30 this year, another 40 that year. That is Mickey Mouse. That shows no leadership. The uh, red tape reduction should be completed in one year in all municipalities. So there is no leadership. As far as the um, uh, 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 Honorable Kruger also mentioned, that is very impressed with all the innovations that are taking place. And I would like to support him. Uh, however, our constituency don't know about it because this department chops and changes and 
you know, you, you prepare six months to, to apply for a certain grant, and then suddenly they're no longer available, it's replaced. But now we have the, uh, a way forward. And I think one of the suggestions I would like to make is that uh, the department uh, uh, assists parliamentary constituency officers with material, uh, with flyers, so that we can then extend their footprint and inform our constituencies. We have 400 members of parliament, 400 uh, constituency officers. We even have about more constituency officers at, 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 at the legislature level. So they can all extend the footprint of, of, of CEDA because uh, they complain that some of the challenges are offices and airtime and telephone calls and motor cars from ministers and so on. Then, uh, Honorable Chair, I see that we now have a plan running into 225. That is to mislead everyone. That is to mislead the nation. <clears throat> this portfolio committee, our term ends around about June 224. So the plan must be, say, until the end of 223 to see if this portfolio committee has done proper oversight. By running over the term, you know, uh, the argument is, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's for the next seventh parliament to do and so on. So that is an opt-out, and uh, I think that that must definitely be uh, uh, revisited. Lastly, Honorable Chair, um, we noticed that the budget, they give peanuts to cooperatives and the other two small sectors, whereas most of our job must come there. Those are the people that need the help. The money is all going to, to businesses, you know, that uh, are, are rich and make a lot of money and profits. We should be working at the bottom. So that 3 4 5% of the budget that goes to cooperatives and, and you know, the, the ones at the bottom, I think that shows also a lack of leadership, a lack of insight, no consideration for the poor. We can't have an anti-poor budget and approve that, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Hendricks. Um, the next speaker is Honorable Mpenjan. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, and uh, also, I also have a, a challenge of uh, network here. So I'll apologize for the, for the video. Uh, Chairperson, uh, it's a pity that we always hear one story over and over again about this department, but the reality is not true. Now, uh, as we were told that uh, <clears throat> the deadline for for merging the the CIFA, CIDA, and uh, CBDA was set for first first April 2022. We know for sure that the, this did not happen. And can the department please explain exactly the challenges? What are the challenges that makes this thing to fail to happen? And also, where is the budget for the merger coming from? And then the second question, Chairperson, uh, will be, uh, can the department please explain to us that when they are doing the, the roadshow, road shows around the country, uh, what message are they communicating to address the tension, the issue of the tension 
between our fellow African brothers and sisters and uh, uh, South African citizens. Then the third uh, question, Chairperson, uh, will be, the National Treasury has reduced the, um, uh, the allocated uh, the amount allocated to, to CIFA, CIFA Splendid uh, Finance product, approximately 22% from the 377.1 million to, they reduce it to 296 million. What are the requirements for accessing the blended finance? And also, what are the reasons that the, the National Treasury is giving for reducing, uh, reducing the budget? Chairperson, uh, it's a pit here. We are continuously seeing the, uh, the failure by this department and the lack of commitment to assist our suffering uh, SMMEs. And uh, this is not acceptable, Jefferson. Uh, for example, we, we did not hear anything today which talks or address the issue of the disaster which just happened recently at uh, KZN. We don't hear anything that we are, the department is talking about doing such thing that this, the other department have done already to go and visit those people there who are affected, our people who are affected. We don't hear anything here that suggests that this department has also joined the other department to go and assess the situation in Natal and uh, check if they can assist because there are businesses which we know for sure that they are affected by the disaster. We know this, is, this was unplanned, this is an, a natural disaster, but other department has gone already there to assess and assist our, our people. But we don't hear anything in this department that is suggesting that also they are joining the buses to go and help our people there. So this shows, uh, Chairperson, exactly that this is what we always say, that this department is merely doing, <clears throat> if you say a business, not concerned about the, 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 the plight of the people that they are suffering. They are not concerned at all because they should have saying something also to say, uh, what are they going to do to assist those people who are affected by the disaster? Uh, in, in, in the KZM area and the Eastern Cape. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Because of the time, there are many other issues, outstanding issues about this report. But thank you very much. Let me allow this other, I mean, allow my other co uh, co colleagues to also can uh, uh, say their input because of the time. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. On this one of floods, we can make recommendations like uh, Honorable Kruger has made that as the committee must uh, recommend that there should be a monitoring and evaluation committee or an ad hoc. So, because they can't include it in their plan now, because this is their plan with funded and non-funded, what you call it. I wanted just to advise them, but uh, they will respond on on the <clears throat> on the way forward. What is it that they are doing? But what I know, the department has been there uh, Last week, when we call, we communicate with them, uh, the chairperson of the board of CEDA and others and the department, they were down there. So they will respond. But I wanted just to uh, clarify the issue of the current budget that, yes, that one is an un unforeseen program. They can't put it here. And when we had the president very, very well, there is a allocation of money which has been budgeted for such. So... 
uh, even in parliament on whether it was Thursday or, or Tuesday, I can still remember. Um, an ad hoc committee has been established to monitor. So, but we'll, we'll dwell much because it's our responsibility as the portfolio committee to go and also oversee or monitor like we did in case of the next speaker. The next speaker is Honorable Ibrahim. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Members. Good morning to the DG in the department. Uh, let me take this opportunity to first thank the uh, department for the, uh, the Deputy Minister I greet. Let me take the opportunity to thank the department for the comprehensive report that they have given us. Um, one must say that it is outside of the norm for us to sit on a Friday morning to have these kind of presentations, but I won't have a lot of ado. I'll shoot straight to the questions that I've got so that we may get some, uh, some answers. Uh, my first question is, what did inform the department? Hello, can you hear me, guys? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Yes, sir. We can hear you. Okay. All right. What informed the decision to initially set the deadline of the 1st of April 2022 for the CIDA CBDA merger? Is the department confident now that the 20 month extension that is given is sufficient time to conclude the business of merging the departments? Could, um, could the department provide the committee with some time frames for the different stages of the merger? And in that, also tell us what challenges are hampering the merger. What what has happened that, it, that, that the merger did not happen? And where is the budget for the merger going to come from? Very importantly, that we know is this a, legit, a budgeted line item that you that you that you currently have. Um, I want to also ask the committee that the payment of creditors um, is a matter of survival for many small businesses. You know, I was a small businessman myself at one stage and i can tell you when 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 you don't get paid on time it really hampers and can kill your business so the payment of creditors is a met uh, uh, for the smmes in the year 2020 2021 financial year under the administration program the department achieved its target of paying 100 percent of its valid creditors within 30 days national treasury reports however that out of 40 national departments only eight 20% managed to achieve to pay its creditors within 30 days during the 2020-2021 financial year. Unpaid province, provincial invoices amounted to 26 billion in total, while national level they amounted to 41 billion over the same period. As the department that coordinates and advocates for small businesses, what is the department going to do this financial year to ensure that more departments are going to pay creditors, especially small businesses and cooperatives within the 30 days. Secondly, National Treasury notes that big businesses know about levying interest and actually levy, levy interest when departments fail to pay on time, but the majority of small businesses are not aware of this option. What is the DSPD going to do to ensure that small businesses that are not paid on time are aware that the losses disappeared. I can't hear you myself. <clears throat> so sorry, Chair. I don't know at what, at what point I'm saying. What is this department going to do to ensure that SMEs are paid on time and that 
they are aware of that they can claim for the losses that they have incurred by levying interest on late payments. And lastly, can the department please explain the process that the SMMEs and cooperatives can follow to, to levy against for, for, for late payments when they are not paid on time? I think I will stop there if you can still hear me. Or can I try my last one? In exercising yes, oversight, you may do so. In exercising oversight, the PC should consider calling for the te top 10 culprit offenders to account on late payments to SMMEs and cooperatives this year. This could be conducted on a quarterly basis when the department presents its quarterly reports. The PC could also invite two or three departments to present on their budget expenditure for SMMEs and cooperatives. This is just our input. Thank you so much. Thank you, Honorable April. You look bright. I don't know <laughs> like why you're not open here. <laughs> uh, King, who's the next speaker? Chairperson, uh, it's Honorable Matulela. Okay, Honorable Matulela, the stage is yours. Thank you, Chair. Uh, greeting to honorable members and to everybody. Uh, my input is, uh, firstly, I just want to express myself on this uh, concern about uh, the department. You know, we always uh, come with inputs. We always raise issues uh, in this uh, in this portfolio committee about our concerns but my worry is chair even now we hear that the the, 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 the budget is reduced also we we can hear that this uh, i think uh, uh, we're not uh, we're not happy about what is presented i, I, I can say so because um we cannot come here and give a kind of a report like uh to to to, to give ama way forwards and uh, how we budget we don't get ama feedback on the last uh, uh last uh, programs of actions and all of the all of the programs that have been done by the department were just given some reports here, but we, we always say that no, we need some detailed reports on what we achieved before in our 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 targets that we have to meet or that we had to meet before, because now. Why I'm saying I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the department. Each and every portfolio committee meeting, we raise issues, we raise our concern, we raise our, our, our inputs. But the, the next coming meeting, we, we just continue. It doesn't, it doesn't give us any, any, anything. Now, on these inputs of the last uh, 
budget and the last uh, programs of action that we raised here as portfolio committee uh, members, we have tried to, 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 to reduce something or we have tried to, to make sure that we meet some of the requirements that we didn't think that they will, uh, uh, they will give the, 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 the department some of the things because we are raising things here. For, for example, the Honorable April that uh, spoke uh, before me. These things are very important uh, that he is raising here. But we will hold another meeting. So we just continue. I don't know. Uh, we are going forward or we're going backward. That's my concern about everything that we do. We always come, but there is nothing that makes the department to come and say, because of the, these points that were raised and the inputs that were raised in the portfolio committee, uh, in our report that we gave on this date, on this date, okay. Then now we have tried to, 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 to make a turnaround on some of the issues. So can we please uh, be uh, taken serious by the department, please? Because we can't move like this. Because if ever we can go back and say that we, we've been raising these issues, some of the questions, we repeat them for the fourth time now. But we don't see anything. The department continues with what has, has been presented before us. It continues like that. They don't come back and say, no, for APCD, we saw that it's important to to forfeit this one and 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 replace it with the with the other uh, way of doing things. I thank you, Chair. Thank you, King. Do you have any other hands? <clears throat> Bra King. Yes. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, Chairperson. Um, recently, a South African Special Risk Insurance Association reported that despite getting a 22 billion capital injection from National Treasury, it is still projected to suffer a loss of about 26 billion in the 2021-2022 financial year. What are the implications of these SSMEs and cooperatives, particularly those affected by the floods in KZN? What measures has the department put in place to crowd in fund? I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Ms. Lorraine. King, do we have any other hands? Yes, Chairperson. Um, we do have a... Okay. Um, it was the hand of uh, Honorable Zumula. Okay. Honorable Tromelang. Uh, and, and, and Honorable uh, Jacobs. Mm. Okay. Honorable Zumula, the stage is yours. Thank you, Chair. Um, greetings to the Honorable Members and the Department. Um, Chair, let me start off by echoing the words of Honorable Matulela that we need to have a system of the department accounting for every commitment they make 
um, in our meetings because it can't be that we the department comes, makes certain commitments, but there's no system of ensuring that we do have a follow-up to make sure that whatever that the department would have committed does actually goes to be implemented and it is successful. The second thing I want to raise to the department is that the department must operate in a manner that is responsive to the lived realities of the people. The department's planning must be informed by the most pressing issues that are faced by South Africans. Now, it is very concerning to note that um, the two pressing concerns um, um, from the citizens are not um, receiving any form of attention or priority from the department. The first one, it is the issue of foreign nationals dominating and operating in our economy and the displacement of South Africans in the small business sector by the foreign nationals. Um, the Northwest Chamber of Commerce or Chamber of Business said 82% of the businesses, of the SMMEs in Northwest are owned by foreign nationals. Now, the SMMEs are the ones that fall under this department, but we're not seeing anything from the department that is dealing with this anomaly because you can never go to any country where you find that 82% of the basic from of the most basic forms of the economy are in the hands of foreign nationals that is unheard of um in virtually all countries in the world and the biggest problem here chairperson is that we've got laws in our country and these laws are not enforced and it is very problematic when you find south africans if they are going to trade um you know um in the streets they have to be harassed by the metropolis um, so that they are trading within the, um, the, the law, they must have permits, etc. But foreign nationals, they come, um, you know, the, 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 the Immigration Act, which informs um, the type of documentation, the type of um, legalities that are required from them, they do not do anything, you know, um, because most of these foreigners, foreign nationals, they do not even invest the required 15, 5 million. They do not even employ more than 60% of their staff to be South African. You know, they are not registered for tax. So basically, we're losing out as a country because there is no tangible benefit because there's not even a tax um, uh, tax benefit that is accrued to the citizens. Now, the first question I want to ask is that why is this issue not receiving any form of attention from the government, especially this department? Because it appears as if this department is trying to avoid the problem, you know, trying to ignore the problem up until it goes away. And that is not going to happen because the clashes that we see from time to time between locals and foreign nationals, it is because of the weaknesses and the failures of the government, especially this department, from doing what, um, you know, the constitution says um, we must do. And also, Chair, for me, I find this very, very um, um, problematic that we've got a black government, um, you know, run by black people that is sitting um, or facilitating or observing the displacement of black people from the economy by foreign nationals. You've got people that are going to come from Pakistan that are going to be selling um, um, selling screen covers, 
um, chargers in our malls. Almost all of our malls, the people who are selling those things are coming from Pakistan and we're a country with a very, very high unemployment rate. More than 75% of our young people are not working. 46% of our population is not working. 55% of our population is living in poverty. Yet the government allows Pakistanis, Bangladeshi, to displace native citizens. So that is the first question as to why are they not um, um, having any program of action to deal with this? The second and last question is regards to the late payment of SMMEs by government departments. And as Honorable April has said, that cash flow whereby a business owner receives his money after 90 days, after 150 days, it is tantamount to destroying and killing our SMMEs. And yet we are not seeing or hearing any form of plan to, to, to ensure that this problem gets to be rectified and SMMEs are paid in time. And after SMMEs are paid in time, they've got the necessary cash flow so that they continue with their businesses and their businesses do uh, grow. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Zungula. Mm. Honorable Famela. Uh, thank you, Chairperson, and good morning to Honorable Members and Officials, the DM uh, Chair. I hope I'm audible because we had load shading in my area since from 5 o'clock this morning. Uh, but Chairman... Thank you, my chair. Let me also appreciate what uh, our government has done uh, through this flood and the disaster time where we have seen the delegation led by our president going to different areas affected by the flood chairperson. I think we it's a very serious uh, situation that affected uh, lives of our people, that families have lost their loved ones, but as a caring government, we have seen the leadership that has rise above and went to those areas. My only concern, Chairperson, is that we went last during our oversight week to KZN and number of businesses were affected. And when I saw those floods, I was worried that, which means that it will make an addition to uh, the disaster that we had before. But let me go straight to the question, Chairperson, uh, that I want to ask, Chair. My first question will be, National Treasury, uh, Chairperson, reduced... National Treasury reduced, Chairperson, uh, the amount allocated to CIFA, uh, blended finance product by approximately 22% from 377.1 uh, million chairperson to 196 uh, my chair my question 296 million my question will be i'm just trying to because i can see that my network is showing something that is sounding but i hope i'm still audible my you question are. chairperson will be what are the requirements for accessing blended finance my second question will be, since the blended finance was introduced, how great is the need for the blended finance program since it was introduced? And what are the reasons did National Treasury gave for reducing this budget? 
Let me go to my second question, uh, Chaperson. My second question will be in regard to the recent floods in, in KZN Chair, as I've already uh, alluded, uh, Chaperson. My other question will be mm, this circle is disturbing me. Yes, but we can still hear you, Honorable Kamala. Hear me. Okay. Let me continue with my second question then. My second question, Chairperson, will be in regard to what is happening currently in KZN. Chairperson, in recently South Africa, uh, special risk insurance, which is called SASRIA, reported that despite getting a 22 billion capital injection, from the National Treasury, it is still projected to suffer a loss of about 26 million in the year 2021 and 2022 financial year. What are the implications of this uh, for SMMEs and cooperatives, particularly those affected by the floods in KZN? What measures has the department put in place to crowd in this fund, Chairperson? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Thomelan. The next speaker is Honorable Jacobs. Over to you, sir. Thank you, Chair, and uh, greetings to all the members. Um, I also just want to uh, acknowledge today's Al-Quds Day. It's an international day of remembrance, of showing solidarity to the oppressed people of the world, uh, especially um, in Palestine. So I, uh, I just want to say that also. My question, um, and I also want to record our appreciation to the department, very comprehensive, a lot of issues covered. Um, I think the questions that I have have been touched on by members. Um, I think the big challenge is just meeting the targets. Um, we are concerned, and I share the sentiments and recommendations of the MNE, the targets of 50% uh, uh, women, 30% uh, uh, youth, sorry, 40% youth, uh, 30% women and 7% disabled. Those are key targets, but we must just see how we're going to implement that. The department is also mandated to lead and coordinate an integrated approach to the promotion, development of entrepreneurship, small business and cooperatives. Despite this coordination, the department has uh, reported its entity CEDA, um lack of poor, poor coordination. In its APP, for the current year, CEDA reported the following challenges. Other agencies assume CEDA's mandate, uh, leading that CEDA becomes irrelevant. The introduction of unrealistic targets and programs with a department with limited resources and poor capacity to, to implement competition with other business development agencies at the local, provincial, uh, and national uh, level, the NYDA, GEP, MEGA, LED at the municipality. Based on this, what is the department's view on these statements made by CEDA and its department on this issue? And does is it concerned about this? And what is the outcome of these engagements that they need to do? How will the department and CEDA address these concerns, unrealistic targets, duplication of targets, confusion and conflict in the current financial year? And how is the merger going to address some of the concerns that we have? I think um, there was also a bit of con concern. Um, April, 
the minister tabled the department and CFIS APP for financial year 2022-2023. However, on the 8th of April, the minister tabled CEDA's annual performance uh, period for 2023 to 2025 instead of CEDA's APP. I'm sure this is an omission, but could the department please explain that the time frames is confusing? And if it is an error, is the minister going to correct this because it is recorded on the parliament books? Um, thank you, Chair. Those are some of my comments. Thank you, Honorable Joe. Uh, I will request that to respond at this stage. No, thank, thank you, Chair, and thanks to the Honorable Members for the questions. Maybe I'll start with uh, colleagues and ask them to respond, and then I'll come uh, before I hand over to the Deputy Minister. Um, if you can start, maybe Muchalifa. Thank you very much, DG. Um, I think, uh, I hope my connectivity is, is, is fine. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. I have a few questions that I've picked up. Um, um, hey, your microphone is on. Am I on? Am I audible, Chair? You are audible. Okay, okay, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, the questions that I've picked up is from Mr. Kruger. Mr. Kruger was asking, in fact, he was actually making a comment about the appointment of Mr. Gosi in the presidency. Uh, Mr. Kruger, Mr. Kruger, Honorable Kruger, just to know that we have already met uh, with Mr. Gosi. We actually took it upon ourselves that uh, we took the initiative that we have to meet with him. Uh, with the minister as well. So we have engaged him. Uh, I think we understand clearly his mandate in terms of the position that he's actually going to be holding in that particular office. And we're going to be working together because the understanding is that uh, his mandate is basically or that of coordination, not necessarily... You have disappeared. Brakin, can you check with him? Is he still on the platform? Yes, Chair, he's in the platform, sir, that and the, the mic is on, but maybe he's having a problem with connectivity because we can't, he's not audible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I'm Chair, just on no, a lighter no. note, um, Zoom work like this. If you're not 100% sure of your facts, it tweets off your mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Honorable <laughs> no, I need to come in. Chair, um, just to indicate, maybe to add to what uh, Mr. Mjalifa said, we, we met with uh, Mr. Ngozi. Um, they also requested us to coordinate or to participate in our interprovincial uh, 
coordinating committee on red tape reduction and they participated because what they also wanted to find out is what are the issues at provincial level as well as municipal uh, level. So we, they, they asked us to identify five key issues that we can run with uh, because their, their role is very critical, Chair. Like I indicated in earlier presentations that we do identify issues, but still government departments, they do indicate that, no, this is our mandate. Uh, you know, these are the things that we have to do so someone having someone sitting at the presidency assisting us uh, with uh, breaking those uh, uh, roadblocks because um, you know the voice from the presidency is very very critical when it comes to rate reduction issues. So we do have that relationship. We are starting uh, that relationship, and we believe that he's going to be part of us and part of our existing structures. Just to indicate that he's sitting a little bit higher because he's also looking at the broader. Uh, red tape uh, reduction issues, um, which are some that do not fall under our mandate as a Department of Small Business Development, because our main concern is uh, the support for small businesses. Uh, he dealing with uh, broader issues, and he does have that mandate to interact with everyone and also make recommendations uh, to to the president and on the matters that needs to be addressed. So we do have that relationship, Chair. Uh, and we don't see it as a duplication. In fact, uh, when he met with the minister, he, he was briefed on what we are doing as a department. He did commend some of the work that we are doing and also committed that he will always uh, keep in touch with us so that he assists us where we face uh, uh, challenges. But we welcome uh, his, his, his appointment. Chair, I think the, the, the other matter that was raised by Honorable Kruger, I think it was a statement on the LED strategies and LED offices. I think we do share the same sentiments. That's why we believe that the DDM model is the one that will assist us to address these issues so that LED is taken seriously uh, at, at a municipal level, but also our interventions because what we are doing to expand the reach uh, of CEDA in particular is that we are entering into these uh, co-location uh, arrangements with the municipalities so that people can access uh, support uh, through the, 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 the LED offices and have CEDA officials who are available to assist. Uh, Chair, I think Mr. Mohoto is back. Uh, let me allow him to take over and, and deal with the issues that he was responding to. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you very much, DJ. Um, thank you very much for addressing those questions. Sorry, I must apologize. I was disconnected. And uh, on the um, question that was uh, uh, raised by um, Honorable, I think it's Honorable Hendricks, the, on the, the regarding the red tape in municipalities, um, we have about uh, two to 78 uh, municipalities uh, spread across the uh, district municipalities and local municipalities uh, in the country. Uh, when we were actually putting this target of uh, 300 uh, spread across the MTF, we are actually looking at uh, that particular uh, number in terms of how can we actually, how many municipalities we can cover uh, within the MTF uh, looking at that number. So, 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 so that was the, basically the, cons the consideration. Um, then the other question that I would want to uh, re the, respond to is the issue of the 
requirements for the blended finance that was asked by Honorable Tenjan. The, the, the requirements basically are very uh, simple. You need to be a South African citizen, um, meaning, meaning that the business should be 100% South African, and then you need to employ 70% of labor that should be South African, and then the, the business should be registered with SARS and CIPC, uh, the companies and commission, and the commission uh, office. And then you need to have a South African identity document, and we need to have a proof of address. And then the other issue that we're looking at, basically, because our businesses, sometimes they tend to struggle with issues of, uh, uh, of providing collateral, is to look at the issues of cash flow if you have a very healthy cash flow so that we can be able to determine if you're able to pay, um, especially the loan component of the blended finance. That is the consideration that we are looking at. And then in terms of the question that was asked as well, in terms of uh, what are we doing in KZN? The, the, the minister, in fact, uh, the minister and, uh, and, and other ministers, along, along other ministers, uh, went to KZN, I think it was, uh, in fact, a weekend just after the, uh, the disaster of have had occurred in KZN uh, to assess the situation. And uh, even in that, uh, on that day when the, the situation has been assessed, the minister made an announcement in terms of uh, the support that we're going to be providing uh, uh, to small businesses that are affected by the floods. Uh, given that uh, announcement that was made by the minister, we have put together, we have packaged some kind of a relief measure, which is a program that is going to be actually be um, targeting uh, mainly the informal businesses as a start, but the formal businesses will also follow. That program is going to be rolled out uh, at the beginning of May, um, and, and uh, there are actually already uh, processes in place that SIDA uh, has put in place in the, in the, in the province. To begin to roll out that program uh, for SMMEs that are affected to begin to get assistance uh, in terms of that program, and then the, the 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 in terms of the 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 time frames that it for the for the for the measure of the three entities we have developed what we call the project charter, and the project charter outlines clearly and specifically the timelines of specific uh, uh, items or specific areas of uh, interventions up until the 2023, December 2023, uh, when we'll actually be having a measure. I'm not gonna be able to highlight all of them here, but uh, we basically, one of those that uh, we are looking at to complete um, um, in, the, in, in, in August, for instance, in 2023, is the legislation. And I'm mentioning this specifically because it's quite a protracted and long and lengthy process that we're going to be embarking upon. And it's got uh, some kind of uh, um, externalities or, or what we can call uh, dependencies because some of the things are not necessarily depending on the department. They are going to be actually be determined by the processes of cabinet and all that. So, so we have all the, 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 the project charter outlines, uh, specifically the timelines up to, 20, up to December 2023, where we'll actually be handing over the, 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 
the, the close up out report uh, that actually uh, provide uh, how the measure has actually been actually been done and uh, and uh, all the other things having been done in terms of that, that that particular area and then um i'm not sure if i have other questions dg i think these are the, the questions that i've picked up that uh, needs my specific attention in terms of the response at this stage uh, if i left anything outside dg you can advise thank you very much uh, honorable chair thank you dg can come in now yes uh, thanks chair just to give miss uh, mafunda uh, just an opportunity to talk on the other matters related to planning and thanks Thank you very much, DG, and uh, good morning, uh, Honourable Chairperson and Honourable Members. Um, I've been asked by the DG to respond to the question that speaks around planning as to why we would go beyond uh, the current term or the term of the current administration, which is ending in 2024, and our planning document... We are no longer audible. Okay, um, let me perhaps start again, uh, Honorable Chair. I was uh, saying that I'm responding to the question that Jean. is asked. Yes, proceed. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm responding to the question that is asking about our planning processes, uh, basically asking why are we planning beyond the term of the current administration, which is ending uh, in 2024. And our document is talking or is planning up to 2024-25. One perhaps should start uh, right at the top and say uh, that uh, we as, as government, uh, the planning for government is really critical when it comes to the implementation of the NDP 2030, the National Development Plan. Now, when we look into implementing the NDP 2030, we then go into the MTSF, which is regarded as a five-year plan or implementation plan of the NDP. And the MTSF, as honorable members would understand, it's 20, the current one or the revised one, is 2019 up to 2024. And then as government departments, we are then expected to take that MTSF, develop a, a strategic plan for the department, which is also a five-year document. And out of the strategic plan or in implementing that strategic plan, then we have what we've presented uh, in the PC today, which is the annual uh, performance plan, which we take as an annual implementation document for the strategic plan. Now, in implementing the MTSF, which is a five-year implementation plan of the NDP, we need to ensure that as the department, there isn't a period where there is a vacuum in terms of government implementation or even government processes. Take, for instance, the current administration that came in in 2019. We would all understand and know that the appointment was late in May in 2019 but the processes or the government planning processes, they closed at the end of the financial year, which would have been end of March in 2019. 
So if there wasn't that overlap, that one year overlap in terms of the plans that we produce as government, it would have meant that uh, the government departments between 1st of April up until I think it was around the 28th or the 29th of May, when the administration or specifically cabinet was being appointed, it would have meant that in those two months, the departments do not know what to do and it's basically there's nothing that is happening. But because of the overlap in the one year, it allows that continuation so that when the new administration comes in, they don't come into a department that is sitting and folding arms and not doing anything, but it ensures that there is continuation in terms of the implementation of the programs of government. Hence then, um, honorable members, you would see that there is that overlap, but I must indicate that we also take into consideration the end of the administration period in that when it comes to to planning for the targets. We make sure that, for instance, we take the minister's performance agreement and we make sure that the targets that are within the minister's performance agreement are achieved by the end of the 2023-24 financial year because those ones, they have to be aligned to what uh, the term of the minister. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that once the term of the minister has ended, the department thereafter then has nothing to do. We then have to then plan forward, uh, which is what uh, the principles of planning are about, that you don't get to be caught uh, uh, unprepared when it comes to the end of the, of the period to where the administration would have been in charge. So that is the reason why I think it was Honorable Hendricks who asked the question. That is the reason why we then plan up to 2024-25. But when it comes to the targets set for the current administration, we plan in such a way that we ensure that they are achieved by the end of 23-24 financial year. Thank you. Now, thanks, Chair. Uh, I'll try and be quick um, in responding to those questions that were not responded to. One was a, a comment by Honorable Kruka, again, on the reviewing of existing legislation that it's not our mandate. Um, we will maybe uh, advance an argument that it is our mandate. If you look at the National Small Enterprise Act, uh, it's section 18, it does allow the minister to, by noticing the Gazette, to publish guidelines to organs of states, uh, at national, provincial, local sphere to promote small enterprise and national small enterprise support strategy. So here the minister is enabled subsection three of clause 18 says the minister may by noticing the case identify the type of legislation that may affect, that may have an effect on small enterprise and the national small enterprise support strategy and in respect of which consultations contemplated in subsection 2A and D may be conducted. So the minister is empowered, but the challenge is the minister is empowered to issue guidelines. So if there is a legislation that is identified, the powers do not go further, like recommending that please amend this section because it affects SMMEs negatively. It's just the issuing of guidelines. But we've been asked then to come up with a comprehensive list of all these legislations that have a negative impact of SMMEs. That's what we are doing. Uh, with the work that we are uh, uh, doing uh, for this uh, current financial year 22-23. Then there was a comment again from Honorable Hendricks that the 
the budget is, uh, is very small and it's anti-poor. We will just want to indicate that on slide 50, if you read the, the, the budget there, the way it's broken down, 953 million, which is close to a billion, goes to Township and Rural Entrepreneurship Fund. Uh, it assists those individual businesses that are based in township and rural areas. So those are the people who are running those individual businesses, the mechanics, uh, the personal care people, uh, the saloons. Those are the people who are really at the bottom end, uh, and most of them are survivalists. So we'll argue that that budget does address the people who are at the bottom in terms of the, the pyramid. But also, you add the $76 million that goes to cooperatives, uh, you are over a billion already. You go to eight, you add 83 uh, million that goes to uh, product markets because product markets they assist businesses that are based in township and rural areas to address infrastructure challenges. Most of them they complain about not having appropriate infrastructure to deal with their uh, clients, they don't have space to uh, display their goods. So, the product markets is addressing exactly that as well as the craft customized sector program. So, the biggest budget uh, that we have goes to those uh, enterprises that are based in township and rural areas. Um, so it, it, it is a, 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 a budget that is friendly to those uh, uh, survivalist businesses in particular. Then there, there was a question in terms of, uh, MJ addressed it uh, of the, uh, the, the deadline, but there was a question about what informed the initial deadline of the 31st of March. The 31st of March deadline was informed by the fact that the minister is empowered uh, in terms of um, Section 16B of the same act to identify those um, agencies or entities that are delivering on the similar mandate, and then those can be incorporated into the agency, which is uh, CEDA. So that uh, does uh, talk to allow the minister to just do you know, the incorporation through that. And uh, that's why we, the deadline of the, the, the 1st of March was set and the legal opinion from the Chief State Law Advisor also supported us that the Minister can do that. But after the develop, we started the process of developing the business case and also undertaking consultations uh, with other entities, including National Treasury, where they strongly advised that maybe uh, rather than just incorporating these two entities into CEDA, we need to maybe create a new uh, enabling legislation, which uh, Mujalifa spoke to, uh, that we need to have maybe this enabling legislation that will allow us to establish this entity, but also have some sort of flexibility in terms of the mandate of the entity, but also broaden it and make sure that it's able to assist us to deliver a, 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 a tangible support uh, to small business. So this addition of and creating an enabling legislation delayed the process, uh, which we believe we, we should be able to deliver on within this period of 20 months as as provided for uh, by by cabinet. I think uh, MJ did cover the intervention of, for, for the disaster in KZN. One matter that was also raised by uh, Honorable April is the issue of the payment of creditors on time. This, this matter, Chair, is one of those that resulted in us coming up with the, with the, the issue of the ombuds uh, to assist us to resolve these disputes. Currently, this mandate of dealing with this matter sits uh, with National Treasury. 
the, it, it is there in the PFMA where all accounting officers are compelled to provide to National Treasury. In fact, they are expected to pay creditors within 30 days. Um, they are also compelled to provide reports to National Treasury by the 7th of each month, uh, reporting on, on exceptions, uh, where if you are unable to, 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 to do that, uh, what are the reasons? But um, this uh, Treasury is in the process. They've indicated to us that they want to strengthen this so that we are able to be held accountable as accounting officers when it comes to the payment of creditors on time. As a department, the dispute resolution mechanism at this Ombuds office will be our instrument in dealing with those people who are not uh, able to pay uh, 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 on time. There is also um, a matter of um, uh, the interest uh, that uh, was spoken about uh, by Honorable April that this, if, if a small businesses is not paid on time and they are able to charge uh, which, whichever offending department uh, does not pay, that money must be claimed directly from the people who cause it because it becomes a fruitless expenditure if you have to pay an invoice with an interest. So that, that fruitless and, and wasteful expenditure has to be uh, uh, taken or charged from the person responsible. I know that uh, in terms of the PFMA, the accounting officer takes um, uh, the, the responsibility for that, but they are also expected to go and, and, and make sure that they take action against the person uh, who resulted in the, uh, uh, the invoice not being paid uh, on time. Then, then maybe to also respond to the, the, the question from, um, or the concern from Honorable Matulelo, the the process that we normally follow is that the portfolio committee calls us for meetings uh, to account in terms of what we had come here to to to, to promise. Uh, for example, we'll be coming soon because we've just closed the financial year of 2021 The annual report we come back and report in terms of what we have said we are going to do. So I think that's the process. So we did not expect that when we are coming to present the strategic plan. In the APP, we have to talk to um, uh, the things that we're doing in the past. So we'll come and account for everything that we have uh, promised to to come through and 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 do as a department. And then, Honorable Jacobs, in terms of the duplication of mandate, this is something that uh, we believe that with the policies that we are developing, the SME and cooperatives funding policy, for example, it calls for for one approach when it comes to small business development support, especially from the side of government, um, it will assist us in reducing this duplication. But also we do have uh, the MinMEC where we try and bring uh, ourselves closer to the uh, provinces. Uh, they share us, share with us their plans, we also share our plans with them so that there is no confusion in the market. Uh, they will continue because they do have resources uh, to deliver on the on the on the support for small businesses, but we do uh, try by all our means uh, to to make sure that we do minimize this duplication. For example, what we've done with the KZN and responding to the challenges that have been faced by uh, people who were affected by the floods, we've been working closely with the with the province uh, together with their agency uh, uh, trade and investment Natal, in the development of the instrument so that. We have one instrument uh, that cuts across. Uh, there is no duplication. People don't go into different areas. IDC, we've been engaging with them because they've also pledged 
some support uh, to support uh, businesses that are affected by floods. So this um, sharing of information, but also sharing uh, of the requirements so that there is no really a, a, a confusion in the market is the work that we continue to do. But uh, the integration again, or the incorporation of CIFA and CBDA into CEDA will go a long way in ensuring that uh, we are able to offer a support to, to, to small businesses in a more integrated way uh, because we're starting with ourselves within the portfolio, having CBDA, CEDA, and CIFA together. It assists them you know, uh, in ensuring that uh, when they provide non-financial support, is followed by financial support uh, because there's been this argument in the sector that we do uh, assist businesses to develop business then, but when we take them to CIFA, they are not funded. There was a, a question uh, from uh, Honorable Zumula on the uh, issue of um, foreign nationals. I think the, 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 that this matter is more of enforcement, uh, which is not the responsibility of the department. Remember the issue of the permits, the licenses is managed by municipal and uh, municipalities as well as the provinces. As a department, we are relooking at the Businesses Act because that's the act that enables municipalities to issue permits and also deal with the issue of licenses. So this matter is being attended to through the legislation, but the Department of um, uh, Department of uh, Home Affairs, uh, which manages the Immigration Act, they are the ones uh, who set the target, that five million contribution that is expected from a person who is setting up a business. So it's a more of an enforcement rather than us as, as a department at dealing with those matters. But we are uh, trying to address some of this through the Businesses Act uh, review because it does affect uh, the businesses that we support as, 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 a, as, as a department. And also in our interventions, we are very clear that we need to support businesses that are legally uh, in the country, but also we have introduced some measures to make sure that those uh, who are struggling, uh, for example, the payment of uh, license fees. Um, we had introduced that intervention that it must be suspended, the issue of the fees, not the issue of the permits. Permits still need to be issued so that there is order, but the payment of the fees. So that eases uh, the burden on the side of legitimate businesses that have permits issued by a, a government. Then... I, I see the DM wants to uh, uh, intervene. Let me allow the, the, the leader of the delegation to, to intervene uh, so that uh, uh, okay, we are. Thank you, we are thank you, DG. Thank you, DG. DM, uh, you can come in. DM, the stage is yours. Apologies. Uh, I thought I was unmuted. Uh, hey. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks for the opportunity you're giving me just to talk in less than a minute on the KZN uh, matter that has been raised and the our team has responded on that. Uh, the minister uh, was there and made a range of announcements. Uh, 
Myself, I was uh, there uh, uh, in the township, Kwamashu and Duzuma, and uh, we were assisting and doing the assessment, including uh, making a range of donations to, to support those families and also uh, linking up with the business people in that area who have suffered and that work will be continuing. Uh, I wanted to say that, but also uh, on the matter of uh, the, 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 the delay on, on the major process, I think that matter has been uh, outlined by our commentators or our officials here uh, in this space. But I was largely, largely about the KZN uh, situation. We are there, Chairperson, to ensure that uh, the, 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 there is support and its issues of infrastructure uh, rebuilt and, and families that have lost uh, their relatives and people that are still missing, as it is spoken about. Um, I was just mentioning that, uh, Chair, so that the PC. Uh, appreciates that as a department, but also as, as the political leadership, we are in that process assisting in the manner and supporting other departments that are helping there. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, uh, Deputy Minister. Thanks to the DG and your team. Um, I was listening attentively. You have answered those questions and also clarify uh, the planning in relation with the MTSF, of which uh, I believe members would have captured it well, so that when you come and account, we will have to follow out this uh, blueprint, which is your annual plan. Uh, and the annual plan is in line with the, with the SOAP, son of the president uh, of course with the with the disruption of what is happening since last year and here we are since 2019 2020 about the corona the the looting now here is the flood and we appreciate government and parliament for having appointed the ADO committee which will deal with this matter because it deals with money money must must be accounted for. So we we really appreciate DG uh, and the your your, um, your principals there. I believe <coughs> we'll receive the the projection in line with the with the merging of the two and we appreciate that you are carrying that mandate forward as promised to be able to easier easy things in our in our department and also appreciate the issue of the ddm which will force us to work together because municipalities they are the one who should implement but if there is no dust on the ground it becomes a problem so i i want to thank you all and thank my colleagues uh, this was a fruitful participation. Uh, at this juncture, I would like members to approve 
the recommendation by the department. So Mab that... Mabche? Yes, Honorable Kruger? Yes, I don't have a problem to note the report, but remember, um, I add the recommendation, so uh, members must just um, maybe um, talk about the adding of my recommendation. Of course, uh, my recommendation must go in when we approve the yeah, the, the recommendations it has been noted and they are in order. I support it that we need to have a committee which should monitor monitoring and evaluation because if there is a distance between uh, that department with all the departments, we won't get where we want to. So we are adopting it with your recommendations. Uh, Honorable Crook. I can I have a mover? Chair, there's a hand from uh, Honorable Matulelo. I don't Honorable know whether it's a leg, leg, legacy hand or. I think it's a legacy hand because uh, <coughs> I have summarized. I said our meeting should be at 10 o'clock, but let me check with uh, Honorable Matulelo. Is the legacy hand or is the new hand? No, Chair, I thought you were going to give me another chance, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, it's not a hand. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Member. Even your network is now poor. It's cutting. You are cutting. Honorable Members, can I have a mover for the adoption of the... Yeah, I move for the adoption with the recommendations yeah. added. Thank you. Any seconder? Chair, my hand was up. It's high in April. I second the, the mover with the recommendations. Thank you. Members, <clears throat> honorable members, thank you so much. Uh, the department, thank you. We wish, um, we wish you, we wish you good luck. We wish you good luck uh, during this difficult period of 2022 with the floods and everything. I believe as members will also go there to to do oversight uh, because this issue of floods is a thorny issue. It affects all of us. And let's continue making some contribution to show's humanity. Thank you so much. The meeting stand agent. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Recording stopped.